Hello and welcome to the episode of Otl FM Soundbite. I'm Sefran. And I'm Gelada. And we're back to talk about one of our favourite topics that we like to discuss, actually. It comes up kind of <laughs> quite regularly, actually, funnily enough. Um, and that is to do with VR and all mm. VR-related experiences. Yep. Uh, specifically, this time, you've had the opportunity to play around with the Valve Index, right? The yep. sort of Steam slash Valve's fancy custom-made... Uh, VR headset, quite a high-end piece of kit as well. It's like, I think it's one of the more expensive ones. Like, is it like nine hundred pounds new? I think something like that. Yeah. And yeah, you you got a chance to do that, but also whilst also using it, you had the opportunity to try it out in sort of like a nice sort of racing setup. I know with one of our friends yeah. who uh, who uses it, and you had some uh, opinions on the matter, but also some interesting comparisons with your previous experiences for things like the Quest Two. Yeah, or the Quest One. In fact, I don't even have yes, it. I'm, yeah. I, I am a super early adopter. Yeah, so if so, if you don't remember, I've got an Oculus Quest. Um, I don't really make a huge amount of use of it. I really like it, and I've really enjoyed having it. But mm. I feel a bit guilty somewhat sometimes that because I was quite an early adopter for it, and it's aged quite quickly because there's like new ones, and the tech mm. is just moving fairly quickly, especially compared to those early days. I didn't really get the most out of it, and now it's a little bit old, um, which is a bit of a shame. Mm. Um, but anyway. I got a chance, yeah, uh, our friend uh, Mix got a, started to build up his sim racing yes, setup. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's got, it's all, I think it's all Fanatec equipment. Um, so he's got like force feedback pedals, mm-hmm. uh, the proper like force feedback motor, you know, like interchangeable steering wheels um, and like bucket seats and sort of, and he's got like a triple monitor. He's got both a triple monitor setup and the valve index, which he picked up secondhand. What I quite like uh, is that up until like now, that's been all quite accessible for quite a long period of time. Like sort of like force feedback, steering wheels and pedals and like bucket mm. seats, etc. That's, this isn't like new when it comes to like sim no, racing. It's not right? This is all quite of a kind of traditional stuff now. So yeah. I suppose that the big step forward in that regard is the VR stuff, right? Yeah. And you know what? I tried it out with the triple monitor setup and I was like, okay, yep, this is cool. Like clearly high quality equipment, like the wheel feels nice. Force feedback pedals was a new experience for me. Like that was really cool. Like getting Mm. the like brake feel and the motor is really nice. Like I had like a cheapo Thrustmaster steering wheel, you know, years ago. And like, that was a noisy thing and, you know, it just wasn't the same. Very plastic. This is all metal, um, you know, and that kind of thing. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is cool. This is nice. I get it. And then um, I tried it with the, with the index, with the valve index. Took a while to like get set up and, you know, get it all looking right. And, you know, there's, I won't go into detail really about my thoughts on the hardware of the index, particularly, um, except in context of the Oculus Quest. Um, But, Oh my goodness, what mm. an absolute game changer for sim racing. Mm. Suddenly, I like it was tricking my mind, right? I was looking at a steering wheel with hands on it, and it was such a perfect one-to-one, like with the good sim setup as well. It was such a perfect one-to-one of the steering wheel I was holding and the steering wheel in front of me mm. that it, I, it was tricking my brain, you know? Like I, th- I felt so much more like I was actually in a car and the feedback that I was feeling through the pedals and through the wheel, you know, I now felt like I was getting feedback from a car rather than from a game pretending to be a car, right? In the sense that I was like, oh, I can tell that like the steering's going, going light. You know, I can tell that I'm losing grip at the rear. Like that kind of feeling was no longer like, normally it feels like there's like a translation layer where you're like force feedback, that kind of force feedback means that this is happening in the car. Like, oh, that's what the game is trying to tell me. Yeah. But th- I went from that's what the game is trying to tell me to 
that is what is happening that is in what the I'm car feeling, that I yeah. am driving. You know, yeah. like it was like it was so like absolutely transformative. And it wasn't even like the the most perfect setup in the sense that Mix's machine is fairly old, and so the performance wasn't perfect, and like we had to dial down all the graphics. But and it was you know it had some it did stutter in places, but it was enough for me to be like this is quite the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because one of the things that I commented on when you mentioned that is like you're going from using like gaming skills to play this game to almost like using your actual driving skills. Yeah, to yeah, use this exactly. Game. And I guess this is sort of the step forward in terms of all sort of simulator things, both from a hobbyist point of view for, for having fun, but also from maybe like a technical point of view, for like people mm. learning and training and everything. Oh yeah, right? like 100%. things like racing drivers, but also I'm thinking things like pilots, uh, maybe mm. some military applications. I'm sure uh, you know things like that. Like yeah, that that all seems like a really cool step forward. Mm. Um, I suppose the big caveat, right, is 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 the barrier to entry, right? In the mm. the hardware is not just more expensive, but it's also quite a lot harder to set up. It's yeah. you've got to have a more supporting hardware, like the PC. Like you already mentioned, like you know, Mixes Rig isn't necessarily the newest thing anymore. So, like, you had to dial things down, and that's yeah. on a relatively chunky computer, nonetheless. So, yeah, it it's still relatively inaccessible, despite it being more accessible mm. than ever. Yeah. And this is what, where we get to the comparisons with the Quest, you know, which I've got. And, you know, the, the, the Valve Index is definitely a superior piece of hardware. Like the field of view was better, the, it was smoother, you know, it was more comfy. It was just like, it was, it was just a much better experience than the Oculus Quest. To be expected, it's twice, more than twice the price. But this sort of got us talking, like when I mentioned this to you and I was like, oh, I'm still, you know, even actually I also have problems with the Quest when I link it up to my PC and it mm. doesn't really work right. And we've talked before about how VR is still super fiddly. There's a mm. lot to think about. Like I've been trying to work out why my performance isn't great. I've been thinking about things like PCI Express versions and lanes and all of this kind of like just you know serious stuff right and this is still and, from someone who is quite experienced in this as well like you, you yeah. have quite a lot of background knowledge when it comes to this sort of thing and you yeah, can I, troubleshoot I these problems right? quite easily whereas <laughs> the majority of people who are going to be using this are not going to be quite as experienced as you and thus and, they're going to have these problems and not be able to troubleshoot them and what this got us thinking about and, to- and, and sort of like the i guess like the the food for thought of this sound light is related to a YouTube video that you and I both watched, which also has just come out coincidentally. Uh, and it's from People Make Games, which is an outstanding YouTube channel. Uh, I'm actually one of their, a, a Patreon supporter of theirs. Mm, absolutely. Uh, and they posted a video about VR chats. Um, and they the context were, they were like, basically like guys the metaverse is already here and there's like a lot of people really passionate about it and it's really interesting it's very much worth a watch especially if like me you have always a hundred percent dismissed vr chat as anything serious um it was very interesting but what we was started to talk about that was interesting was that this kind of tiered access or this like gateway uh access to meta quote-unquote metaverse experiences Hmm. in that the video touches briefly upon the fact that you can play VR chat on an Oculus Quest, but the experience you have is going to be a lot more limited than someone that has a more uh, advanced, high-powered setup uh, in the sense that the quality of the experiences you're going to have is is a lower quality. And also the tracking is reduced, you know. Yes, in the, yeah, yeah. In the video, it's talked about people having, you know, 
basically full body tracking, you know, where they've got trackers maybe on their legs, on their on their waist, you know, or or maybe more, depending on how far down the mocap rabbit hole they've yeah, gone. Yeah, you can go very deep from the sounds of things. Right. And that's just sort of I don't know, it's just an interesting point. Like, forget meta for a second, and and you know, and that's definitely part of this, but this sort of like on one hand, you've got this subsidized hardware like the Oculus Quest, which gives you one type of access to the metaverse. And then on the other hand, you've got, you know, like even even mixes set up with the Valve Index, you know, or, or, or these more serious setups that are giving you another kind of level of access to the metaverse. And that's just kind of interesting that we mm. that we have that as a thing that that is something that is forming even outside of the world of, of facebook and meta like this is vr chat which is a much more liberal like a uh, flatter you know kind of world mm. there's there's definitely something i don't know there's something interest there's an interesting dynamic to to watch for there because we've we've lived in an internet age now for the past sort of 15 years roughly where i say access to the internet has mostly been pretty fair across the board like most people can access most things i would say like mm. even with relatively underpowered machines and relatively limited internet access mm. as long as it isn't still dial-up connections you know you can pretty much access most of the internet there are some exceptions without things like geolocation stuff and everything like you know region locking and everything but for the most part it's pretty pretty balanced and that's a good thing because early internet adoption and early computer adoption did have that kind of tiered level of system right like mm. it was quite exclusive to be able to get online you know you had to have a computer and you have to have a modem and you had to have like an internet subscription service etc and that's all been made much easier like i remember watching a video not so long ago uh by ordinary things and he did mm. like a ted talk kind of thing and he said how more than like 55 percent of the world's traffic on the internet now is mobile based like it's mm. all right. and and that's sort of the great equalizer for a lot of people now like it, it mm. liberates a lot of people to be able to access this like online communication space so if web 3.0 or whatever you want to call it is going to be the metaverse or whatever you want to call it like the vr experience you need to be able to do the same sort of thing again, right? Where it's all easily accessible by lots of people from lots of different backgrounds. Hmm. And I don't see how it's going to be without it being this tiered system like you you discussed with the, the differences between, say, for example, the Quest and the Index in this instance. But I'm sure that's going to grow. And there might be a, a larger gap form over time as well. And I don't really know if that's a good thing necessarily. Uh, yeah, and I guess the difference that we were we were sort of discussing as well that's important to think about is that vr and the hardware required is objectively just more complicated yes than, yeah. than and it's not just about the passage of time it is just way yeah. more complicated there's there are a lot more, more stuff parts. yeah there's so much more going on you think there's like 12 cameras on my quest like pointing yeah, yeah. in various directions there's you sensors know, you, you everywhere. have a, a small computer with inside it so yeah and beforehand the small computer was all they were trying to achieve in the first place let alone putting that small computer inside of another piece of hardware to do god yeah. knows else what <laughs> and like that just makes it i think it means that you'd need more resources behind these efforts. You know, the 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 video, the People Make Games video made made it sort of touched on this where they pointed out that, you know, Facebook were hiring 10,000 people in the EU to um, work on, you know, their metaverse offering, mm -hmm. right? 10,000 people. Yeah, they're, really, they're really chapter. trying to put a, put a big push behind it, aren't they? Yeah, and I know VR chat is like 70 people, but like, and they've managed to do something, but but you there is no denying that in order for real progress and and real kind of like fundamentals to be in place right now and 
maybe for who knows how long, you need a huge amount of capital and a huge amount of investment that pales in comparison to early days internet or early mm. days computers where mm. people were building stuff in their garage. You know, yeah. it was it was a lot more hobbyist. Hobbyist VR, like from scratch kind of thing. Like I could never go and build a headset by myself no, or like no, it's very no. difficult. There are some open source headset offerings, but let's not get into that. It's a, no. it, this very pales in comparison so i suppose by its very need. nature it's sort of tied into a more corporate internet mm. from the get-go and that's the concern right that's yeah. all, that's what's interesting to to sort of think about no real like point i suppose it is like no. you say just sort of food for thought like we, we had that discussion we thought it was pretty interesting so we thought we'd share that mm. but yeah i mean i personally don't think that that's how things are going to go in the long run i don't see vr being the next iphone slash smartphone device Mm. um i think we've said on the past before in previous sort of vr related episodes that i'm fairly confident it's going to be more of an ar related thing yes we're going to see sort of like um be it glasses or contacts or something along those sorts of lines where the ar environment the augmented reality environment is going to is going to be the new thing as opposed to yeah. this simulated virtual environment with with headsets. I sort of think they'll go together, right? Because my, you know, my my the quest can already, you know, double tap and you've got the sort of like view around you type thing where you can see a black and white version of the, of your environment, like mm. sort of like the inverted version of AR. Like that kind of style like it's 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 starting and that's the default now. Like it's starting to like blend a little bit and you know, we're seeing more of that kind of thing, and and you're and you're absolutely right. Like we've said it before on Oxford FM, and, and and I and I, we definitely still stand by it. Like augmented reality is 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 probably more where it's going, but all of the same stuff applies to as what to what we're oh, saying. Absolutely. In fact, maybe yeah. even more, more so, so because I think AR is probably even more complicated. Yeah, than absolutely. VR. <laughs> Especially and to now be able to make like it actually accessible by a human. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So interesting times ahead. Slight cautionary thought about like the in, the level of influence large corporate investment yeah, will have yeah. on this compared to early days internet or the internet as a whole. Mm. Um, we will see. And I'm sure we'll probably do a follow-up episode in the future uh, as we seem to never be able to get enough of VR-related discussions. Mm. Um, but until that episode, I've been Sefran. And I've been Gelada. And catch us again for another Octal FM soundbite very soon.